Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royce. Well, uh, sadly, I lost a mythical 100,000 yes, last you did. night uh, on uh, the uh, Timberwolves in uh, New Orleans. What was the number? New Orleans had to be 4 or 5, I would think. Probably 4 Probably. Point, point, mm-hmm. point favorite. Uh, Davis gets kicked out of the game. I was going to say, it does help your cause when the other team's best player gets ejected. I think at that point he had 17 uh, points. Now, Kenny Maurer was there, but he was not the official that threw him out. He was not the guy that uh, Davis was screaming at. But when Kenny's around, there's usually trouble. There's chaos. There's usually trouble when Kenny's around. Yeah, when Kenny's around. So he got thrown out. But you know what we did last night? What we saw with the Wolves? Wiggins has to be maybe not the man, but almost the man. You got to get him shots. They had 18 shots for him last night. Don't tell you, got that. you got 28 points. You got to get Wiggins shots. He's that's what he does. He scores points. Mm-hmm. If you want him, you know, have him go score points. Have Jimmy Butler be the Second guy offensively to him, not the main guy. The idea that uh, Butler was going to take over offensively uh, was absurd because it put Wiggins in a position that he's not prepared to play. He's got to get shots and score points. Especially in a situation like last night where Towns is getting in foul trouble and ended up only playing about 20 minutes last night. So he, uh, I think uh, our boy, uh, our guy, uh, Andrew, also had. Five or six rebounds and four assists. Was everybody happy? 28, 28 points. 28, 8, and 5. 28, 8, and 5. Will we take that? We want that every night, right? 28, 8, and 5. Yeah. Okay. If he does that every night, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be worth but every penny gotta, of that max contract. you got to rely on him offensively more than they have, I think. So, Manny, I have a question for you because I didn't catch a whole lot of the Wolves game because I was all in on gopher hoops last night. I was at the gopher basketball game, so okay. I, I only watched... But the, the, the few times game. I've been watching the, the 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 Timberwolves play, and maybe this is just, and I don't really get the inner workings of how an NBA team runs their offense. But one thing I've noticed is that the Timberwolves, when they have the ball, the guys, the guys, the other four guys who don't have the ball don't move as nearly as much right. as the other teams in the league. And, is that a fair assessment? And yes, that's a very fair assessment. And Tom Thibodeau has said over and over and over again. In almost every post game press conference, that guys have to keep moving. They have to keep moving okay. around. Like 
He's telling them to do this. Dang it. I thought I had an earth-shattering observation. He's telling them to do this. He's not now, telling them not to move. I got right. you. Now, is is he... Is he, I guess, rippable for, you know, maybe the message is not getting through to them? Maybe. I, I don't know. But it's not like he's just saying, yep, just stand around and don't move. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're 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 running an offense. Guys have to move and they have to cut. And if a guy is trapped in the corner, somebody has to come over and help him and that sort of thing. And a lot of times guys are just sort of standing around. Uh, well, anyway, Andrew Wiggins, I like him. I want him on my team, and uh, 28, 8, and 5 or 6. We'll take that. Okay, now let me get to the Gophers. There are only two teams in the Big Ten that are anywhere near the class of Miami, Michigan State and Purdue, right? Mm, yeah, that's Miami fair. is really good, mm-hmm. uh, and I found that out in about the first half hour last night. Uh, I think those are the only two teams that the Gophers can lose to. Michigan State and Purdue. Now you can have a clunker on the road and lose a game. You mean finish behind in the standings, yeah, too. Is yeah, that what you're saying? I, I don't know how they're going to lose to any of these other mutts. I mean, you go to Iowa, you can't lose to Iowa. I don't know if you had a road game there, but they stink. But even a good Wisconsin team can stink. lay an egg. Oh, sure they can. I'm saying that. You can maybe lose at Northwestern. I don't even I haven't looked at their schedule. Maybe you can lose at Northwestern. I don't know. But Northwestern is not nearly as good as they were supposed to be. And the Big Ten, you got... Michigan State here. Then you got Purdue and Minnesota on the next line. And then you got 11 dogs. Everybody else, yeah. They're 2-9 and nine against the ACC. 2-9. And, and Nebraska has one of the wins. <laughs> you know, I although I I think Indiana played Duke right to the Indiana end last night. sucks. Well, they might, but I'm just saying, like, Duke's a really, really good team. And Indiana gave them a tough test last night. Yeah, that's because Duke had it won and they let him come back and... Well, Indiana's no good. Indiana lost by 25 at home to Indiana State. So uh, what I'm saying is uh, Iowa, this is the worst team McCaffrey's had. Wisconsin, the worst team they've had in what? Wisconsin was terrible. This is going to be their first non-tournament team because Bo never missed the tournament, nope. right? right. Nope. And this guy hasn't, so it's been like 16 years. And they're uh, they're they're awful. And by the way, this Deering kid who they recruited from Minnetonka, I looked at the Bethel box score last night. He's playing for Bethel. Now he got four. So, uh, you know, he'll probably end up being a good player in the MIAC. But obviously, uh, they uh, Wisconsin's on the downslide. Ohio State's on the downslide. Uh, the Big Ten, Patino's got a... Really good club, and uh, with McBrayer, it would have went down to the buzzer yesterday, I think. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Because Jelly Bean was uh, crazy. Uh, well, he was all over the place. And I know everybody that he's been basically the the main topic out of last night's game. And I didn't even have a problem with him continuing to take the shots. What I had a really big problem with Washington last night was he's a true freshman. This kid was playing high school ball yeah. last year, and every non-call or call that didn't go his way the the frustration and the arm flailing as if he's a four year senior and uh, that that's the stuff that bugged me more how than about, anything else. How about the laps? Make your lap. Yeah. yeah, finish that too. But I guess I the, the lack of awareness with that, like kid, you haven't earned anything in college basketball no, yet. It, it will be interesting to see what he becomes this year later on. 
uh, that Hal Patino and uh, his guy Kamani, who recruited him, are able to get through to him. Or if he thinks that if he thinks basket, if he continues to think basketball was invented for him, mm-hmm. then it's going to be an issue. If he says, "Hey, you know," because next year I'm 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 17 minutes, and when I get in there, I'm going to play. Team ball. Yeah, because next year when Mason's gone, I mean, they're going to rely on, mm-hmm. probably rely on yeah, Washington yeah. to be the lead guard and he'll, orchestrate he'll, the he'll offense. He'll be more mature by then, but last night he reminded me of Kevin Dorsey when Kevin Dorsey mm-hmm. first started playing. And I'm not saying he's Kevin Dorsey. I'm saying the attitude he brought to the game. Well, you can see even better now that he's a better player than Kevin Dorsey. Yeah. But he brought the same attitude to playing that Kevin Dorsey did. It was a bit of immature play is what it was. Yeah. And by the way, if anybody's heard or seen Kevin Dorsey, let me know. I was trying to track him down. Where did he transfer to? to? He went to Colorado State, but he's off the roster. Ustashi took him at first. Okay. Remember, he he announced it about three different places, and then he went to Colorado State, and he was there. But then I looked. I found something where he was transferring to Indian Hills Community College. All right. And he's not on that roster. Okay. So, but I can't find anything else as to where he's currently. When he transferred to Colorado State, did he play with our guy Colton Iverson? No, he didn't. No, or, no, God, this was just last year. But this was what he would have been playing this year. He's just here. No, he just left because Colton was the, three years ago. Yeah, something like that. As uh, as I said, somebody asked me about him, and I said. He's, uh, I said, he's only showing, what about Kevin Dorsey? Somebody asked me about Kevin Dorsey from out of town. I said, oh, I know when I was on uh, Wyoming. Wyomania, sure. Because Colorado State, he was supposedly at Colorado State. I said, well, he only showed teamwork once and I got him suspended. So, so uh, yeah, that is accurate. So, uh, I, I don't know how good he is. So anyway, I don't know what happened to him. But uh, this kid will be a good player, but he's got to realize that the there's four other guys you on his team. you got to realize that 14,600 people didn't show up last night to watch him take 18 shots or whatever the hell it was. So. All right, we shall return. Yes, we will. Tiger Woods uh, played golf today in the Bahamas. Uh, Albany in the Bahamas. Uh, Beautiful-looking uh, golf course. Nice a brisk, fresh breeze today, so the golf course wasn't horribly easy. Tiger shot three under. Under looked pretty good. Uh, the swing looked uh, pretty good. He real quick on the drive uh, on the tee ball, and uh, saw him hit a fairway wood, and that was probably the best swing I saw from him. Chunked one on a little chip. He he chunked one on there. He hit one way right into the weeds, and I, he must have made par out of there because his score didn't change. But uh, three under, uh, so it was a nice round of golf. We'll find out if he uh, can uh, hold on for 72 holes. When he was last playing a couple of years ago, his problem was that he would be hanging around the mid middle of the day on Saturday and start to fade and shoot 78 on Sunday and disappear. Didn't have the, uh, the uh, stamina to uh, keep it going. But he, he did look uh, healthier. He, there was some wincing, but as Joe pointed out, most of the wincing was because of bad shots. Not He had a lot of anguish on his face, but I think most of that Not was pain-related. Most of that was bad shots. Let me ask but, you a quick question. Yes. So, because, you know, for the diehards like you and Such, 
What will satisfy a, a Tiger Woods comeback? Is it going to have to be winning a major, or is it just going to have to be maintaining relevancy? Yeah, I think B. I I don't know. He might win another major. He if he can come back and play, he'll win a major. You know, I mean, Phil won him on a forty-four or sure. something. He can, but he's not going to win four more. I don't think. Not with all these studs that he's playing with. Yeah. I think it'll just be fun for golf if he's the old man who all these most of these guys grew up. He was their guy, yeah, you they, know. So now, yeah. now they morph their game around all these, him. All yeah. these thirty-year-olds are, hey, Tiger, and all they're still, hey, I get to play with Tiger. So, uh, but it's, uh, I, I don't think the game needs it, but it all, won't hurt it. But it, it'll help. Yes, that's okay. You know, that'd be okay. Uh, now, Tiger has uh, just gone through chemical uh, dependency treatment inpatient. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he. I don't think he mingled with the troops like I did when I went through. I got a hunch maybe he got a little more one-on-one type of care sure. rather than family group. I wonder if he had to go through family group and have the family come in and have the have the the, have the people come in and tell you what they thought of you. You know. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been good. And he's gone through sex addiction treatment, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, yeah, he went through the thing in Mississippi after he got caught. Remember, hey, he went down to Mississippi. Good for in, him. He was in that place in Mississippi. He was sex addiction. What's left? Chemical dependency well, treatment, minute. sex addiction treatment. What, what type of... And then he goes to Lindsey Vaughn. Sure. But when you're doing the that the, the second addiction process, is it is it a guy saying it's really not that great? What? <laughs> the, the, thing you're, the thing you're addicted to. I mean, how do you... I, I don't know how sex addiction uh, uh, treatment <laughs> works, but that's what he went through. How yeah. do, how do I stop from cheating? You know, well you don't. <laughs> There's a giant banner you on the know, side of the building that just I, says I, I undefeated. News, you know, not because uh, that I have any experience in it, right? But but you ain't gonna stop from cheating, Tiger. No, no, no. It's too much fun, right? Not at the rate he was going. No, no. You know, maybe you'll. Anyway, as Chris Rock would say, a man is as faithful as his options. options. But he's been through them both. There's not much left. There isn't. You're right. I uh, I don't know what 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 is. What are we still? Oh, food. But uh, he doesn't look like food. No, I don't think that's it. That's not advice for him. I don't think Overeaters Anonymous is something he's going to have to worry about. He's he's a little thicker than he was. Anyway, anyway. Okay, another zany day. By the way, Pete Thamel. Uh, from, uh, he's now writing for, who's he writing for now? Uh, he was at SI for years. He was at the New York Times. Is he at the Athletic? Uh, he's not at the Athletic. Oh, I think he's at ESPN now. He's on my bad list, man. Uh Uh-oh, what did he do? Took a big honk out of Ray Anderson for hiring our guy Herm today. Why? He compares it to Lovey. Oh. Uh, Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson must have been jealous. He must have seen Texas Tennessee Athletic Director John Curry's flailing coaching search and tried to top him for short-sightedness, puzzling decisions, and potential to ostracize the, his fan base. A report emerged on Wednesday night that Anderson plans to hire former NFL coach Herm Edwards as his next coach, head coach pending approval from Arizona State's president. 
the initial report, blah, blah, blah. We'll see if Arizona State ends up going through with it. On paper, the connection makes sense. Anderson represented Herm as an agent. We found that out yesterday. But taking a coach who hasn't been on the sidelines since 2008 and in college football since 1889 and expecting to magically take a middling program to new heights is simply naive. This potential hire appears like an over-reliance on a friend uh, more than any type of common sense. And blah, 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 blah. So, uh, and I, I would guess that there's a lot of people with the same opinion. As popular as Herm is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as much as people like him, uh, I think, and and he's suggesting in here that uh, it'll be a learning, you got a quote from an NFL executive. It'll be a learning curve for a guy who's never been an X's and O's specialist. But one thing Anderson has suggested is keeping the coordinators that are already there. And working for Herm. Yes. Okay. That will be, that is a odd way to do it, right? Yeah. Not letting him bring in his own guys. Well, I don't even know if he's saying he's going to make them available for Clem to keep. Herm. Apparently, but but, uh, for Herm to keep, yeah. Clem, I called him Clem again. You did. Why do I? Call, you know I how many? You know how many know. times I damn near called him Clem uh-huh. in interviews? <laughs> Hundreds. I know. And you know why? Why? Because I love them both. Yes, you do. I love Herm and I love Clem. Yes, you do. Damn it. So man, back Clem. By the way. Herm seems like he would be a damn good recruiter, though, because I do he's too. got I he's got so. the personality sure. to, to go into somebody's living room and say, "I want your kid to play for." And me. he's not going to give them acronyms. He's going to give them love and enthusiasm, cultural I think sustainability. Be, I think you'll give him good. And the reality. first thing he's going to tell every kid is, "Don't hit send." No, don't hit send when you're tweeting. Don't hit send. <laughs> one, one, one car, one girl, yep. one woman. Yep. One house, right? You know, the one that's... where he's talking to the Under Armour kids, and he's yeah. like, the name on the back of your jersey, it belongs to your parents. Yeah. And don't you screw it up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I think he'll be, uh, I think he'd be good for that if, you know, and in modern football, you hire the right offensive coordinator. Look at James Franklin at Penn State. This yeah. is not a, this is not a coaching genius. This is an enthused, guy who who's a salesman right and mm-hmm. and he had joe moorhead running his offense and he had a good young defensive coordinator and uh they they pulled him out of uh, trouble there and you know if the if he gets the good coordinators i don't think actually on the surface it looks like a bad idea but i you know uh, of keeping coordinators are already there but if you think they're good, you might not want Clem bringing in his I mean, Herm bringing in his cronies, right? Mm-hmm. You might not want him bringing in his, his Coach uh, Edwards. Cronies. Coach Edwards. <laughs> or, as we call him, Coach. Coach. On ESPN. That's coach. Right. You don't want, you might not want Coach bringing in his cronies. I guess the only thing I, and I'm rooting, I love Herm, so I'm rooting like crazy yeah. for him. I just always wonder the guy that's got the great post-coaching gig like he's got at ESPN who's in his you know mid-60s like what's what's in it for is there still that just that burning desire to get back into that coaching well and everybody's making the easy comparison to Lovey including Pete here in this story sure and uh Lovey's not a college coach though that's he's just Lovey's Clem has got (laughs) 
Coach Edwards. <laughs> if I say Clem again, one of you guys come in here and kick me in the groin, will you? Sounds good. Right there. We'll right actually, but we'll we'll yeah, petition right for there. it. Yeah, kick me right in the groin. I just can't That'll wait for that. I just can't wait for that. I just want you that. to come here and give me a big kick. <laughs> Uh, on second thought, make it the arse. Right, right. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. we would Easier wanna, target. There you go. Easier target. <laughs> right. I don't want to make you guys, you know, get a targeting penalty. Right. It's a, I just can't wait for Herm. that. I just can't wait for that 2022 Rose Bowl matchup between Herm and PJ. Oh, it'll be fantastic. <laughs> I'll tell you who I'm rooting for. Right. Nah, I'm not going to say that. Go Gophers! Roll the Titanic. Uh, we'll uh, be back. you're watching tv or you listen to the radio or something and something interesting occurs and you rise up and you see it a little to pay more attention okay every time i hear the falseness ad here about the uh the greatest rivalry in sports sure i rise whoa greatest rivalry in sports i find out it's an exhibition game between canada and the u.s women's hockey team and i say well I guess it's a good rivalry. I don't know if I'd put it number one. Absolutely. It's right above Yankees-Red Sox. How about Manchester United versus Manchester City? Uh, That's third. Yankees-Red Sox. That's third. Yeah. yeah, Well, boy, I'll tell you, that's that's covering some big... uh, yeah, you know, big. You know big, what we should uh, do? We should do a. You know, lists always come out this time of the yes. year for whatever. <laughs> yes. We should do the ride with Royce's greatest it's rivalry greatest in rival. sports. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, anyway, here is Mr. John Height, and uh, the world word is in. John Kenny can relax. You will be doing two sports updates. <laughs> oh, today. he's relieved. He won't swear. All at me the. Out uh, there. You know, most teammates. Root for their team teammates, right? It's if, the beauty of if Kenny. If something good happens yep. for the person that is a friend of yours and a colleague, you, you're happy for them. Kenny is the A.J. Pruszynski <laughs> of 1500 ESPN. Yes, That's what he is. You hate him rooting a little less when he's on teammate, your team. Rooting against his teammates. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. This update is sponsored by Concordia University Online Learning. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. The Minnesota Wild, they're at home tonight. They're taking on the Vegas Golden Knights at the Excel Energy Center. Uh, the Wild did announce today they've claimed defenseman Nate Prosser off waivers from St. Louis. Of course, he's a native of Elk River, and has spent most of his career with the Wild, skating in 282 career games for the team in parts of eight different seasons. Where did he seasons. play college hockey? He wasn't a gopher. Uh, hmm. he wasn't that was Saint Colorado Cloud. College, was it, maybe? Okay. I thought it was CC. Maybe Boy, St. Cloud. If you're know. right about check. that, Manny, you're going to scare me. <laughs> if you could, I'm going to look it up right now. That. I okay. want to see how good my man All is. Right. Okay. Colorado College. Look oh, at you. Wow. Okay. Look what is that. wrong with you? That man. is true. <laughs> now, Kenny, speaking of Kenny, already thinks Manny's nuts because he knows all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's not listening to yes, that now. That would be very bad. Minnesota Vikings quarterback Case Keenum is the NFC Player of the Month for November. Keenum completed 69 of 97 passes, 71.1% for 866 yards, seven touchdowns over three games. He threw just two interceptions and had two sacks in that time. He also ran for one score, helping the Vikings total 400-plus yards of offense in each game. And meanwhile, Teddy showed up last night at Williams Arena to get a rousing cheer from the rousing Teddy, Teddy, Teddy chant yeah. from the students when he showed up on the scoreboard. Mm. So. 
Uh, Keenum, the second monthly award winner for the Vikings this year. Everson Griffin, of course, was honored for defense in October. Last Vikings QB to win the award, Brett Favre. Back in November 2009, Favre and running back Adrian Peterson are the only other players with monthly offensive honors for the Vikings since 2004. Kenny, I just had a nerd moment uh, just you a moment it, ago I where I was yeah. uh, told the guys, I guess correctly, on where Nate Prosser played his college hockey at. Your thoughts? What the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> New the Wild. He came back to us, Nate Prosser, today. He got picked up on waivers. He'd been here seven years or so. And I said, where the hell did he play college hockey? And Manny said, I think it was Colorado College. You just knew that. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't bigger than me, I'd tackle you. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you'd kick my ass. <laughs> pretty sure? Yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive. <laughs> One other note, uh, Falcons head coach Dan Quinn told the media today, Devonta Freeman will not have any kind of limits on his workload this weekend against the Vikings. He, of course, suffered a concussion in Week 10 against the Cowboys. He's missed the last two weeks. For the Vikings, Eric Kendricks returned to practice after missing Wednesday. Mike Remmers did not participate after being limited during the week's first And The good news for the Vikings is the two uh, uh, Falcons cornerbacks both uh, were out of practice, including True Font, who Mm -hmm. got... uh, what one of his teammates gave him a concussion? Yeah, I ran think. into a, a three-way tackle. If they don't have true font, uh, Thielen might catch twelve. <laughs> Tiger Woods playing in his first tournament in ten months shot a three under sixty-nine in the first round of the Hero Challenge today. Uh, Woods last played competitive golf in early February. He had five birdies and bogeyed two of the par fives at the Albany Golf Course in the Bahamas. But he thought he played well. He uh, told the Golf Channel afterwards, "For me, I thought I did great." I hadn't played in a while after some of the difficulties I've been through. To come out here and just score like I did, that was nice. It was fun to get out there and actually be part of a scorecard again. You know, every time I see Tiger and talk about him, I have this urge to call him Clem. I don't know why that is. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jerry Kill. Yeah. Shake hands. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Jerry, Jerry, it's that guy. Jerry, the guy to your left, not your My right. My favorite moment of the Jerry Kill administration. <laughs> was it Purdue, right? Purdue. It was Purdue. Purdue Daryl yeah. Hazel. Hazel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my oh, God. That's so great. Yeah, I can't talk now, though. No, my, you're, uh, you're yeah. right up there with Country Jerry. I am. Um, I can't yeah. wait to have her. Man, <laughs> Small week. town bleep kickers. He's from Kansas. Hit me from uh, downtown Minnesota. We all got the same problem. That's right. You uh, you haven't called him that yet, have you? You haven't called Herm Clem, right? Just, one day. Oh, he you did. did one day. No, he did one day. Uh, six, seven weeks ago. And then about seven times, I. Uh, so can you name the team you're playing? <laughs> but I just gave each of those guys a dollar, yep. Kenny. I hope it happens more often. And uh, then now, next time I do it, I owe them each a buck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So anyway, Rick Pitino is suing the University of Louisville Athletic Association <laughs> for thirty-eight point seven million dollars, saying oh, wow. it breached his contract by placing him on unpaid administrative leave without notice and firing last month with no legally justified cause. Fired Rick. He was fired October 16th, weeks after being placed on leave when Louisville acknowledged it was being investigated in a federal bribery probe of college basketball. Patino's lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court today seeks liquidated contract damages of $4.307 million through 2026. 
says the ULLA did not give him 10 days advance notice before it effectively fired him and insists that he followed suggestions to improve oversight after that sex scandal that had resulted in NCAA sanctions. University spokesman John Carmen said the school is aware of the suit, but they'll have no comment on any pending litigation. That's enough! Thank you, Jenny. Yes. You know the great thing about the Thursday Plus Four Prediction Contest? What's that? The anticipation <laughs> that the anticipation our loyal listeners yes. have as to ever do if it actually is going to take See, place. That's right? the be- it's the ultimate radio tease. We might do it. We, we might, might not. not. We might have a listening participant. We might say the hell with it. You gotta, uh, you gotta that is the ultimate absolutely. Thursday plus four. That's what makes it unique. Oh, absolutely. You know, every sports radio show in the country has an NFL prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only year. one sometimes remembers to do it. Yes. Remembered like a steel trap today. But only let, one has impromptu bye weeks. Yes. That's right. We don't want to play this week. The, the and we had Thanksgiving last week, so that was out of our control. We're like the high school team that didn't have enough players come out. We had to cancel the schedule <laughs> once in a while. We, we'd only play certain teams. Oh, my God. All right. The, Here we uh, go. The Here's the deal, though, Manny. I suggested this to uh, Reavers. I love we'll this plan. I love this it. idea. You and I and Reavers each... Choose a holiday present we want to receive for $40 or less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And then ever, whoever wins between now and the end, the five-week push here, the other two guys got to throw in 20 apiece and buy him that present. I like this okay. present. Yes. But we got to give them a week. To I come got, up. We got to think. We got to come up next week. We'll announce what present we want. Well, I'm okay. fairly certain you're you're going to have either forty dollars worth of like Diet Coke, Diet Coke be, or uh, or yeah, or raising canes or something yeah, like well, that. Yeah, it'll be something. Yeah, like that. but yeah, maybe a forty dollar gift certificate to raising canes. There you go. Could be something like whatever. And next I endorse set. that because then you'll bring it here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, uh, here we go. It's back, ladies and gentlemen, and what you've been waiting for tonight. Not a bad game tonight. No. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. This surprises me. A one point favorite at home against the Washington Redskins tonight. Uh, uh, I used to think this was one of the great rivalries in sports. Until? Until I found out it's Canada and the U.S. women in hockey. Anyway, you, you find out you learn stuff on this show. Okay. Redskins at Cowboys. Manny, who do you like? I This one's tough because the Cowboys have just Ooh, not played well at all. They were awful against the Chargers on Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Washington on the road. I think Kirk Cousins is going to go in and uh, throw the ball all over the place, and uh, the Redskins will win the game. I kind of like the feisty Redskins. Who do you uh, like? Both teams are 5-6, and six, and this is kind of a last gasp to get back into playoff contention. Dallas has been just awful since Zeke got suspended and Tyron Smith was hurt for a little bit there. They've only scored 10 points, I think, in their last three games. But I think Dallas has got one last really good game in them, and I think Dak Prescott is the hero tonight. I'm going to take the Cowboys to outright win this game. I'm going to take the Redskins just because they've had such bad luck all season. It's time for them to have some good luck, isn't it? 
You would think so, but mm-hmm. but I just yeah, it'll be but it will be. You're right, it will be a good game tonight. I think uh, the Detroit Lions, uh, the only other uh, NFC Central team not in contention to win the division. The Vikings have that wrapped up, but in contention to maybe uh, squeeze into a playoff spot. They are a three point underdog at Baltimore on uh, Sunday. What do well, you think? Man? It, yeah, it's tough. Um, the Ravens' defense is still. Pretty good, even though their offense stinks, and they're at home, uh, favored by three. So I will go with the uh, Baltimore Ravens to uh, take care of the Lions on the road. This is going to be kind of a stinker of a game. Baltimore worked like heck to, to try to beat Houston on Monday Night Football, yeah. um, but I think their defense is good enough to hold Detroit in check. So I'm with Manny. I'm taking Baltimore minus three. Baltimore over five hundred or right yeah, at they're five six, and five. six they're, and five. They're the last wild card team in the in AFC. Yeah, in that case, I'll take them. Detroit is uh, Detroit is who we thought they who we thought they weren't right. That's they right. Have become uh, okay. Uh, Carolina Panthers at New Orleans. The Saints are four point favorites. This is the game I'm looking forward to. Aside from the Vikings and Falcons, obviously, uh, I'm going to take the Saints at home. They're very difficult to beat in that building. And uh, Carolina's eight and three, but it just they they haven't really Doesn't looked feel like it. Yeah, no. they haven't looked good really at all this year. I'll even in the you. games that they won against bad teams. I'll so. tell you who Cam Newton likes having around though is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he likes it. He's, he's, he's good. discovering that kid more and more, especially since he got rid of that big, slow, uh, stiff uh, Benjamin. And I'm with Manny. I'm taking the Saints at home. They're a completely different team, uh, and they're. Their defense is starting to play really good the last couple of weeks, so I think they're going to give Cam and the I'm, Panthers uh, some fits. I'm a little shocked it's only four, aren't you? Yes. I it might yeah. be a little higher. Uh, the, uh, the, so well, you're taking the Saints, too? Yep. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Seahawks. Uh, the uh, Seahawks are getting, getting five points against uh, Philadelphia. Oh, The Eagles are playing so well right now, and yes, the Seahawks are. are banged up. The Eagles got to stumble, have a hiccup at some point, and I feel like if they're going to, this would be the game that they do. So I'm going to take Seattle. I am not only taking Seattle on the points, the Seahawks beat the Eagles because that's just how good Russell Wilson is. And as Manny mentioned, the Eagles can't win win out the rest of the year. They're going to lose a game or two at some point. So I won't be shocked if Seattle beats Philadelphia on Sunday night. Heck, we all agree on that one. And uh, finally, uh, getting no respect, even None. though they're nine and two, no respect. The Atlanta Falcons are three point favorites over the Vikings. Uh, what do you think, Manny? We I, have the Player of the Month, by the way. Yeah, I, I kind of the, to the same degree of what I feel about the Eagles. I kind of feel this way about the Vikings too. I think the Vikings are good. I think they're legit good. But on the road against Atlanta, I think Atlanta's starting to pick things up a little bit. I'm going to take Atlanta to uh, beat the Vikings on Sunday. If uh, Atlanta wasn't favored here, I might. I, I I think the Vikings find a way to make this close. Atlanta might still win the game, but I think the Vikings will will keep it within three points. I'll take the purple. I got to take Atlanta because I don't think the Vikings are going to finish 14 and two, and uh, they will finish 14 and two if they win this game. They're they're like locked into 12 and four already. Well, right? they, uh, the next two games will decide if yeah if they go 14 and two or whatever because their last three are just complete dogs. Yeah, Packers, uh, Bears, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They get to play the Bengals where? Here, th- uh, th- before they go the to... The last two... Uh, Latin, then they go to Green Bay, then they finish okay. at home against the okay. Bears. 
Well, I, I can't see this as a 14-2 and two team, but uh, so I will take them. But if Trufant doesn't play, uh, uh, the Falcons maybe can't they win They will not game. contain the NFC Offensive no. Player of the Month with those backup and corners. MSU, Mankato, is he a graduate? Who? Did he get a degree? The one? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Okay, good. Because I know they're hard to earn. The, the Harvard and the, They don't just pass the those out. The Midwest, they don't, get, <laughs> they don't just, you know, they're not. You like, got to earn that degree, you don't drive baby. By the drive through window at Hardy's and have them hand you one. That's no, you go to the Albatross, actually, and they give it to you. All right, we'll be back. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day. Space, timeless, infinite, eternal. For countless millennia, the stars and planets traveled their silent paths in perfect harmony. It was called Orpheus, the meteor. On this day, on this day in history, November thirtieth, nineteen fifty-four, uh, the first modern instance of a meteor a meteorite striking a human being occurred in Alabama, uh, Silacauga, Alabama, when a meteorite crashed through the roof of a house and into a living room, bounced off a radio, and struck a woman in the hip. The victim was Mrs. Elizabeth Hodges. She was sleeping on the couch at the time of the impact. The space rock was uh, only weighed eight and a half pounds, uh, but it and it did not permanently injure Mrs. Hodge, but it did. She did suffer a nasty bruise along her hip and leg. So, uh, 1954. Uh, how many? 63 years ago. The immediate, we eat. We actually had a meteorite hit somebody. Did did panic ensue then following oh, I'm that? I'm sure. Yeah. But I was thinking of Mrs. Hodge's husband coming home and from the bar late. Oh, sure. And he gets there home late and she's ragging him and he says, oh, what, where were you, honey? And he says, I got hit by a meteor. Right. <laughs> you know. Aren't you going to do anything about yeah, this? I got hit by a meteor. Anyway, ancient Chinese records tell of people being injured or killed by falling meteorites, but... The, uh, the meteorite in uh, Alabama was the first modern record of a human injury. In 1911, a dog got killed in Egypt by a meteorite. Oh, my. So anyway, November 30, 1954, Mrs. Elizabeth Hodge got hit by a meteor. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. 
ColaGuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. 